1: We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat.
0: Mmm, bacon.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show, episode number 76.
0: You didn't let me say a single thing.
1: Nope. I totally just <laughs> totally, I totally just hijacked it. it. I totally did it. Yeah. It's all on me.
0: Okay. Well, because I forget. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I have to look over and go, "What episode is this?" Uh,
1: you know, it's not that important. Everybody is just listening for fun, are they? Yeah,
0: I feel like they're here for an education.
1: Oh man, if they are, well, sorry.
0: No, <laughs> some of our previous episodes have been much more educational. I feel like I feel like we've just gotten into this thing where we're just like, "This is what we're doing," and hope you enjoy that.
1: Well, we try to throw a little bit of, "Hey, you know, let's educate you on stuff," like you know, saying things like, "Hey." Cholesterol doesn't cause heart disease. There. There you go. Done.
0: (laughs) You're educated now. You're
1: educated now. You know what to do.
0: You know that I wanted to mention. I know I've been seeing uh, on Instagram and some some posts here and there about that Joe Rogan episode, which I haven't listened to, that had the guy who was the producer of uh, the Game Changers movie and Chris Cresser on it, and now they're trying to get somebody else on there to refute the Game Changers guy, and I'm like, man... I don't even need any science anymore. When I eat that way, I feel amazing. When I don't eat that way, I don't feel amazing. That's it.
1: Yeah, quite a few people have sent me the, have you listened to this episode of the Joe Rogan Show with this guy? And no, I haven't. And no, I don't plan on it because uh, I've been in those arguments, okay? So you can argue either side pretty educationally and intelligently, uh, you know, depending on what you believe in. But what it boils down to with with most of those things is who is more who is louder and more obnoxious.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, we saw that with, you mentioned cholesterol. We saw that in the past with Ansel Keys. They said he was the more, um, he was the squeakier wheel, right? He was the louder, more obnoxious, hard nosed, kind of in your face person. Whereas Mm -hmm. the people who didn't agree with him were a little more reserved and quiet. Yeah.
1: So if, if you want to, you know, just totally, uh, roll over somebody in an argument, there's, there's be louder, never let them speak. Uh, talk over them, uh, belittle them. Uh, Those are all the things that you do if you want to really win an argument with somebody you hate. And I'm telling you, those people on that side of the fence hate everybody else.
0: They really do. It's, It's so interesting. But... You know, my point was I don't need any science to prove it to me because I am my own science experiment like a lot of you guys are. So I'm sure that we all know you're probably not going to convince many of these vegans who are bought in, have bought into this whole thing just by your words. They're going to have to actually experiment for themselves. Or unfortunately, some people get so sick that they do experiment with something else and then they find that they feel better with meat, which is...
1: And, then, you know. and they're not going to, if it's someone that's a, uh, you know, a very uh, devout or militant, however you want to look at it, vegan, you're not going to convince them. So just don't worry about it. Um, right. There was another article uh, to, uh, this week on a, a vegan YouTuber who went carnivore for 30 days and felt better than ever. And the hate she was getting on uh, her social media was crazy.
0: I know, and I know that in that same vein of like when people get all the hate, I know Arnold Schwarzenegger got a bunch of flat uh, like a uh, flashback, flashbacks, no feedback, negative feedback from the fact that after the Game Changers movie, he was handing out turkeys, yeah, at Thanksgiving. So a lot of you probably saw that, and I thought that was kind of funny, and we we forgot to mention it last week, but he he caught a lot of flack for. You know, being a part of the game changers, and then handing out turkeys at Thanksgiving. Well, he
1: he has said his favorite food is steak.
0: I don't think he's vegan.
1: I think he's just man. Arnold Schwarzenegger is known for for his his psyops for. For messing with people's heads. And I, I think he's just messing with people's heads.
0: Well, what was the what was the thing that we watched, the documentary with him, where he talked about how he messed with people? It
1: was Pumping Iron. Pumping he, Iron, he, yeah. Gets him, he tries to get in people's head and mess with them.
0: So if you go back and watch, like if you guys haven't watched Pumping Iron, go back and watch his interviews in that. He's doing, with the vegan diet, exactly what he did with people in salt intake right. and all these things, telling them, oh, you look a little puffy. You must have eaten too many salty foods.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's also interesting that Bill Gates is a big plant-based food guy. But when asked what his favorite food is, what did he say? I don't know. Burger. Burger. Yes.
0: Was it specifically a beef burger?
1: It was a hamburger. Is what he a said. Ham-burger. That's all he said. Hamburger. Not. A gli- we know a
0: hamburger is beef.
1: <laughs> not a glyphosate burger that they make nowadays with the Impossible Burger.
0: Yeah, we saw a new one advertised when we were watching a YouTube video. The, uh, a little while ago that was some other brand of plant-based light now. or
1: something it, those I are chemically know. processed crap that's all they are they're they're very high in vegetable oil and soy and all the other junk so just stay away
0: yeah so anyway that's what's been going on apparently across the interwebs that i've noticed but what did we do this oh weekend? what did we do
1: so we traveled we had a travel weekend we went to san antonio and hung out with some friends
0: we should have listened to that Joe Rogan podcast. I should have thought of that. But almost everybody that I saw who tried to listen to it said they got into fifteen minutes of it and then couldn't listen anymore.
1: Yeah, and that and that so, everything I've read about it is the, the the producer guy, whatever his name is, is just super loud and obnoxious.
0: I know his name, but I forgot it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't so it, it in doesn't essence, matter. It's I
0: don't remember his name.
1: Inconsequential.
0: Yeah. I don't care about his name.
1: Yeah, I don't need to know who he is.
0: Right. So we did travel, and traveling always presents some obstacles when you eat a carnivore diet specifically or a keto diet. Um, It can be tricky if you have to eat out. We usually don't eat out like on our actual road trip. So if anybody follows, any of you guys follow us on Instagram, you'll see a picture of what we actually eat when we're in the car driving to or from... Our, tr- you know, our, our location of our trip. So usually it's just like boiled eggs, bacon. This time we added something interesting. We added some cheese in.
1: So we took some cheese and, you know, because, you know, we had a lot. We did cheese quite a bit on keto.
0: We did eat a lot of cheese on keto.
1: Um, we did. However, you know, last July cut out dairy altogether. And that made a huge difference in a lot of our our. health things my arthritis lost weight a lot lot of things happened when we did that kind of
0: leaned out and in different ways you know and felt a little bit better for me certain cheeses cause a reaction so Mm -hmm. it was interesting to add it back in and see what happened we talked about this a little bit last week but we had some more cheese that cheese was so good and what i didn't tell you guys is that cheese that we had at thanksgiving that was so good we had a whole bunch of it and I was trying to put some uh, the, the platter up one night, and I dropped the whole thing. <laughs> and so cheese went everywhere, all over the floor. The dog was super happy. And I didn't let him eat any of it. I didn't know how it would affect him, but he came in there. So I was like, oh, that cheese was so good. I went and bought more and made another cheese platter for ourselves. And so we took that same cheese with us on this trip, and it was really good.
1: Oh, yeah. The cheese is really good. It's, high, it's good cheese. It's not... Yeah, we're not talking, it's better
0: quality cheese. Yeah,
1: we're not talking regular old, uh, you know, whatever cheese.
0: And we'll talk about the quality of dairy in just a bit.
1: Yeah. But we were driving to San Antonio. Now, we planned, planned it awesomely. We drove on a Friday. And so, Friday afternoon, uh, south on Interstate 35, you've got to go through Waco, then through Austin, then you get into San Antonio. And we planned it where we got there just about, you know, quitting time on Friday afternoon. So, it's a perfect traffic day.
0: It is, but we did plan our food pretty well because we had what I mentioned earlier, the bacon, the eggs, boiled eggs, and the cheese. We had coffee, um, and then we stopped in San Marcos, Texas, and if you've never been, you need to go. All you KetoCon people know about Terry Black's, but maybe you don't know about... Ken Blacks or the original Blacks barbecue, which is between San Antonio and Austin. So we stopped in San Marcos and we went in and we had some barbecue at about, we were done eating at about three o'clock. So we still had our tight eating window and we were able to get our barbecue in, a bunch of good fatty brisket. And so by the time we got to San Antonio, we didn't need to eat dinner that evening. So that made it very convenient. Even oh, though we had the a, drive was super horrible.
1: We, we had enough food in the truck we could have lasted for days if we'd broken down on the side of the road. Right. The, the good thing about driving in Texas is if you break down on the side of the road, you're probably within walking distance to a barbecue place.
0: Yeah, that's true, especially <laughs> from Fort Worth to San Antonio.
1: Yeah, plenty of barbecue places to hit uh, going down through there. So when we did that trip, it was, you know— it was not a fun drive, a lot of traffic, as we said, but we got down there fine and fine and, and went to visit, uh, we were visiting our friends over, uh, Jared Taylor, over at Black Raffle Coffee.
0: Steve got to play dress up this weekend yeah. with his friends <laughs> and make a Black Raffle Coffee commercial, so it was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've known Jared for years. He's a, he's a super creative, fun guy. Um, he's always wanting to do stuff and, uh, you know... It's just great to go hang out and just shoot some video and be goofy with other guys.
0: Yeah, and with me standing there holding the boom. Oh mic.
1: yeah, <laughs> Melly got roped in to hold the boom.
0: They were like, "You're gonna have boom mic operator arms by the end of this," and I was like, "I already have boom operator mic arms." I can
1: lift the boom all day. I long. can
0: lift you. Shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but a couple of things we did, uh, you know, while we were there, aside from you know make videos was. So, you know, you, you get out and about, and you're doing something different, and sometimes you want to try something different. And I'd heard about this White Claw drink. Um,
0: well, and the, when you go to someone else's house, they don't always, like, have what you have at your house, like water.
1: <laughs> well, well, we, we don't have, you know, we don't have any alcohol in our house. So any, they had mm-hmm. some alcoholic beverages. We
0: do. We have oh, some alcohol in some our house. wine,
1: I guess. Oh, and other stuff. But But we we don't don't drink it.
0: Well, yeah, I drink a little wine now. We
1: used to drink alcohol wine. I love Jesus,
0: but I drink. I I I drink drink a little. little.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so we tried this uh, this White Claw drink, and I did not did not approve. I did not like it. Uh,
0: Well, a lot of you might like it because it is kind of touted as a keto friendly alcoholic beverage because it's basically a hard seltzer and. If you have not been living under a rock, I'm sure you've seen it at any grocery store you've walked in because everywhere I go, there's huge displays of this white cloth. So I, I was like forever, I was like, is that just like one of those other flavored waters? Well, no, it's flavored water with alcohol. So it's like the same thing as like one of those flavored San Pellegrinos or like a LaCroix, but with alcohol. And it's like 5% alcohol for a, one of their cans. And so I thought, well, we'll, we'll taste it because that's, pretty much all they have to drink. <laughs> and so we tasted it. They had, they had they, water and they had stuff. Some other stuff. I'm just kidding. They did have an enormous amount of white claw though.
1: They had they had a beer fridge. They did. With plenty of alcohol in it.
0: And so we did try it. First of all, yuck. It was not good.
1: Uh, I, you know I didn't like it and it wasn't so much that the, the taste was so bad it did just taste like a certain you know sparkly water
0: it does it doesn't really have much of a an alcoholic punch when you drink it or anything like that but you know if I'm gonna drink alcohol I want it to I do want it to have like I want it to be an occasion mm-hmm. if I'm gonna have a drink this was like I can just have a LaCroix same thing without the alcohol I'd be I'd be better off I didn't feel awesome after you drinking a half of a half.
1: Yeah, we, we did. We finished. We, we drank maybe half of the drink. It was probably a, a 12 ounce can.
0: Yeah, I think those are cans. And are about we probably
1: together drank half of it. And yeah, and, it, and I didn't feel well either. And that's not because of white claw. that's more mainly because of just alcohol in general. Like, I. I found that I really can't tolerate alcohol very well anymore. I just can't drink that much.
0: You know, I haven't researched that brand very much. I don't know what the actual alcohol is in it. It just says alcohol yeah. in the ingredients. <laughs> so that's like sketchy. You know, I'm like, well, what kind? What's it from? Is it from Nobody potato? Knows. Is it from. You know, wheat? Is it from corn? What is it?
1: It's from fermented unicorn farts.
0: It probably is because it was a blackberry or a raspberry. (laughs)
1: Raspberry, yeah.
0: White claw.
1: So, you know, and and it's no big deal. It's just something uh, interesting that we did uh, every once in a while. You know, you might go back to something that you've done in the past uh, just to see how it works once you've been on your your diet journey for so long. And, uh, you know, we did it. It didn't feel too great with that. Now, but it brings up another point. Like, if you know that you're going to go over and you're going, to, you're going to, you know, take part in drinking some alcohol, make sure you plan for that.
0: And this is the time of year, let's just face it, when it's probably going to happen. If it's yeah, going to it happen is. at any other time of year, maybe it's going to be on one of the holidays, right? So Christmas and New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is basically a drinking holiday. <laughs> So here we go, right here. And, and if you plan ahead, can you drink? Absolutely. Should you drink? That's that's going to be your decision. Um, but we've talked about the electrolytes and making sure you have salt and you're hydrated. All that stuff is going to be even more important if you drink alcohol because it's dehydrating.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know, plan for it, and don't don't feel bad about it. Like, oh, you know, like I did something bad. Hey, you know, if you're going to drink. Um, you know make sure you're smart about it again you know don't drink and drive all that kind of stuff make sure you got a ride uber lyft oh you're not
0: supposed to drink and drive
1: well not with an open can you could spill it oh, on your okay. clothes <laughs>
0: i'm just <laughs> kidding i know you're not supposed to drink and drive
1: yeah so just make sure you plan for that because you, you again like Melody said you want to want to be hydrated get plenty of electrolytes in and even plan to get some in during the evening that's what's really going to keep you going if if you like you know have a beer or two or a mixed drink and then plan to have a, you know an electrolyte drink somewhere in there that'll help you uh you know the next day like oh
0: yeah you'll you'll feel much better you won't feel because a lot of times people wake up with the hangover headache and all that stuff and it's really that you're just mostly dehydrated yeah and if you stay ahead of that if you do decide to drink a little bit and all of you keto guys know that you're going to be more of a lightweight when you are keto you it's going to hit you faster be careful so yeah really watch it and if you do stay ahead of that game, you're just not gonna feel as crappy the next day. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say you're f- gonna feel great. I might say you might feel less crappy than you would have.
1: Oh I remember when I was a young, you know a younger person and I, I drank quite a quite a lot of beer uh, I would get up the next day and my knees would hurt and I couldn't figure out like why do my knees hurt? I don't understand and looking looking back on it it's just you know just dehydration the joints did not work well.
0: Your joints were like, I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. <laughs> yeah, they get dry and sticky, and um, you think of it like kind of like it's kind of like a car with a in in real need of an oil change. Everything gets kind of gunky and thick. Mm-hmm. Your body does that sort of, you know.
1: Yeah, it does. So just be smart about it. Yeah. You know, and that goes to our next thing about we talked about dairy already. Um, oh,
0: I had one more thing about oh. alcohol. Oh yeah, what is it? Yeah. So shots. No. <laughs> No, well I had a couple of things actually Um, This time of year And I didn't know about these girls Until just like last year at KetoCon And I probably was the only person That didn't know about them But the boozy ketones Um, If you go on Instagram and just search Boozy ketones If you want drink recipes for the holidays They're going to be your people to go to Because they're apparently bartenders Who went keto And that's all they do And um, so if you're going to do it, follow them. Make sure it stays keto as much as possible. Stay hydrated. And one thing that is a big tip for the day after, and I know that everybody poo-poos this a lot of times, but it's going to be exogenous ketones. I can go on a really, I can have a, a really terrible night of sleep. And a lot of times they'll equate a bad night of sleep to drinking heavy. And the way you feel the next morning is the same. You kind
1: of feel the same, yeah.
0: Yeah, you feel hungover. And so although I haven't been drunk in a long time, like years and years and years, (laughs) I have had some bad nights of sleep. And when you get up and you have a serving of ketones, exogenous ketones, the next morning, you feel refreshed and you feel so much better. And I've heard a lot of people who do drink, you know, more than you and I do now who use that as a hangover cure the next morning if they do feel a little bit off and you know it's just something to think about do you need to buy it from us no if you want to you can buy it from somebody I don't care who but it is something to have on hand this time of year mm-hmm. if you get in that situation
1: yeah ketones do a lot of really cool stuff that most people don't even understand right now it's just it's
0: it's like using a cell phone I don't know how it works but again it's it magic. works it's just it's magic voodoo
1: yeah. So on to dairy.
0: On to dairy.
1: So we're talking about qualities of dairy. Like, you know, there's different kinds of dairy. And uh, the best example that I can give for me as far as like looking out for the quality of dairy is when we talk about heavy cream. Uh-huh. So there's, there's uh, you know, if you buy it at the grocery store, most of the time you're getting ultra-pasteurized heavy cream.
0: Yeah, not just pasteurized. Ultra-pasteurized. Right.
1: It says ultra right on it.
0: Yeah. And there's usually some kind of gum in there. To thicken it, and which is like, you know, is it necessary? No, it's not. I don't know why they do that. But I, I think it's because it just gives it more of a uniform um, viscosity.
1: Mm-hmm. What's a reaching, big word? I
0: know. I'm reaching for the big chef words. So, <laughs> you know, you can find some brands that are low temp pasteurized in the grocery store. In your state, depending on where you live, you might even be able to find raw unpasteurized heavy cream. Um, I know we can't find that in our grocery stores in Texas, but in some states you can. We have to go to a farm that sells raw unpasteurized dairy to be able to obtain that, but you might be able to find it, you know, in your local store depending on your state. However, that's your gold standard. I mean, if you're going to do dairy, if you're going to try it, if you're going to add it back in, that's the gold standard. The next would be the low temp organic uh, heavy cream. The next is going to be the organic ultra pasteurized, which is what the next step you're going to find. And then of course the, <laughs> the tier that we like to stay out of is the non-organic just store he- ultra pasteurized heavy cream, which that seems to cause us the most problems.
1: Yeah. So I'll stay away from, you know, the ultra pasteurized and we've been doing black coffee now for, um, for months. So we don't really go after it, but You know, if I was going to put heavy cream in my coffee again, we do the first, the low temp, I mean, or the low temp or the, just the raw dairy. Yeah.
0: I mean, we have to make quite a trip to go get the raw and we have to buy a gallon of it. So it's, it's like, wow, it's a real commitment to buy a gallon of heavy cream. Well,
1: a gallon of it was like $40. It was like
0: $40. And, and we can't just, we can't consume that much. I could freeze it, but I just haven't. We didn't know how it would affect us, and I didn't want to spend 40-something dollars on a gallon of heavy cream and yep. then find out, wow, this does not work for us at
1: all. And, and now, and this leads to a question we get all the time where someone will say, can can I do dairy? Mm-hmm. Well, and the question is, well, I don't know, can you?
0: It's such a loaded question because how long has it taken us to figure out if we can do certain dairy? <laughs> like right. two years at least since we've been playing with taking it out, putting it back in at various times, and... So whether you can do dairy or not, is going to be a real personal experiment mm-hmm. to go off of it for a while and then add it back in and see how you feel.
1: Now, anybody that, that when they ask that, we always ask, well, what is, your, what is your goal? Are you looking to to drop weight like now? Then we always recommend to cut out dairy. If you, have, right. if you have joint pain like that you're dealing with right now, we always recommend that you cut out dairy.
0: I know. And I'm in that state right now where I'm like, I want to lose some weight but I also want some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I get you. I understand you. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel because I feel the same way sometimes because it's it's the stupid Christmas thing. It's the holidays. You just want, I'm going to say it, you want to live your best life.
1: Yeah, I live my best life.
0: I know we rag on that a lot, you know, and bag on the whole live your best life, but there are times when you want to have a little more freedom in your food choices Mm -hmm. and is there someone there to police you no you're your own policeman when it comes to that do what you want to do so yeah i want to lose weight but i also want some cheese so and i also love jesus and drink a little but whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's what i'm doing right now i have been adding in a little wine here and there mostly because i've been like practicing my sauces right and then i feel like i have this real like pain in me about wasting any kind of food or food product and so when it comes to the bottle of wine I'm like well we can't waste it we need to just drink this so yeah
1: and that's the slippery slope that we all slide down on
0: it is so back to your dairy
1: well you know for me uh I judge dairy on whether or not I can take it in and do my joints hurt that's Mm -hmm. that's me for you it's different
0: yeah, I get the skin rash if it's not good dairy, and um, so far, the cheese has worked fine. I have no rashes, no itchies, mm-hmm. no itchies.
1: <laughs> no, and, and I've had a little bit of cheese. Again, not a lot, just a little, just kind of to test it to see how it feels. Haven't had any real significant joint pain that I've noticed, so, so far, so good.
0: Right, so, you know, that also is... Um the fa- other factor is, can you digest, have you ever been able to digest dairy? Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't have that lactose intolerance issue. I would love to get my like DNA tested and see if I'm part mongol or something.
1: Oh Then they got your DNA.
0: I know, but they probably could have it anytime they wanted <laughs> by just following me around and digging something out of the trash. <laughs> but, yeah, it would be in a database. I guess you're right. It's a little more difficult to spy on me and get it. I keep I know. But I wonder, you know, because we can both eat dairy and we don't get diarrhea or, you know, gas or anything like that. Oh, no, your dad's coming across. Is he coming to see us? Oh, maybe
1: he is coming to see us. I don't know. Well, we'll find out.
0: He looks like he's looking at our RV, so
1: oh. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> we might have a visitor. We don't know. Uh,
1: so, you know, you got to figure out if you can can or cannot do dairy. That's, that's all on you, and that takes that experimentation, you know, pulling it out. And then, you know, for at least 30 days and then slowly adding it back in to see how it affects your body.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Now, if you're already lactose intolerant, you already know. So there's no question.
0: Yeah, you might. I mean, if you experiment with it, be careful. (laughs) (laughs) So because, you know, I mean, maybe you were lactose intolerant before because you ate a really crappy diet. And now you've healed your gut lining and maybe Mm -hmm. it works for you now. Miracles happen. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: And and that's I think where where we got is you heal the gut lining so if you do eat it, then you're not gonna have the same issues as before.
0: Right. You know, I I remember what was was it the What the Health where they said dairy was addictive?
1: Yes. No, no, Yeah. no. Yeah, it was What
0: the Health. And they were talking about how milk was an addictive substance. Yeah. And I I will say, after having some cheese, I'm like, maybe I don't disagree with that. It's really delicious. It's not like an addiction. It's like it's a a delicious addiction.
1: Yeah. Did he say say it's an addictive substance or it's a delicious substance?
0: I think it's a delicious (laughs) substance. And I know there's a lot of you guys who can't do cheese, so if this is triggering i'm sorry (laughs) well
1: again just don't worry about it if you can't you can't move on there's certain things that uh you know that i know i can't do that i don't i don't mess with right and i don't uh you know i don't i don't sit on the the yacht and cry about it
0: oh yeah the yacht crier yep we don't want to be a yacht don't don't cry on the yacht nope
1: i'm a i'm a healthy person i'm not going to cry about what i can't eat
0: nope this weekend i did have something that i haven't had in a really long time while we were in san antonio and what was that well, I know what you're thinking. Go ahead. You're thinking Go that I'm going to say some bread.
1: <laughs> no.
0: I did eat a little bit of bread, but I had mussels. Oh,
1: I always have mussels.
0: I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were waiting for I the punchline. I was punch so. Line. I
1: was waiting for you to lob that up so I could knock it out of the. Oh, pack. My
0: Gosh, that was actually really good. I'm impressed. I'm not this is a, this happens to me all the time at home. Uh, I yeah. say something and he makes a joke like that. I'm
1: a total laugh riot. Everybody knows that.
0: Ex- exactly. Yep. So I had mussels at a restaurant because I used to make them at a restaurant all the time, like every day for people, and I never ate them myself, which is funny. But um, because I was sick of looking at them and we went to this restaurant in San Antonio at the Pearl in the Pearl area called Cured. Oh, it was so good because they have things like pate and rabbit mortadella and duck ham. It was all so good, all this charcuterie. If you want to be fancy,
1: all the foods I I know nothing about.
0: I know Steve was so lost on the (laughs) menu. It was so funny. So luckily, I was there. I'm
1: like, hey, here, just order (laughs) some stuff. I don't know what all this junk is.
0: It's like decoding something, you know? Yeah,
1: they didn't. They didn't have any meal that was labeled meat.
0: So so we we worked through the the menu and he was able to get a flat iron steak. But had mussels, it comes always mussels if you've ever ordered them it always comes with crusty bread because you're supposed to sop up the broth at the bottom of the bowl with the bread. I'm like just bring me a spoon, man. But so <laughs> so I had those but it also always comes with fries. And I'm like, why do you do that? Yeah, it's they so throw good. bread at
1: you and they throw fries at you. And again, you're in that position, you're out. We don't do that all the time, especially go out to eat. We almost never do that.
0: No, only when we travel and we get stuck where we have to. Yep.
1: So, you know, you have maybe you have a little bit of Fred. Fred. <laughs> okay, okay, you have a little bit of Fred. You dip Fred into the fryer. What do you okay. do with the fry? <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Fred, hostile. Um, you have a little bit of bread and yes. a little bit of fries, and and you and you just move on.
0: You do, and so I I did not eat very many of the fries. I probably had four or five of them, maybe ten. Right. And, um, but they did have a delicious garlic aioli over the top, which is basically, if you don't know what that is, it's like a, a garlicky mayonnaise. It's delicious.
1: It's garlic aioli.
0: Yeah, and um, it's an olive oil and egg yolk kind of mayonnaise, and it's delicious. So, I did have that and I had a little bit of bread and normally bread used to really like bother me and I didn't have, I, I didn't have any issues really.
1: Well, it's the little, little bitty pieces of rye bread, wasn't it?
0: Well, you had some of that. I, I ate one of those, but I also ate a little bit of one of the pieces of crusty bread that came with my muscles. Um, to dip up the broth because mm. it was so tasty. A tank
1: top came with my muscles. A
0: tank top. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord.
1: I just can't let it go. Every time you say muscles, I want to make some joke.
0: And he's also popping his pecs.
1: Yep. Peck popping. And and he's like sitting
0: next to the rock. But it's pretty awesome.
1: So again, if you're know you going to start having to deal with those things during this time of year, especially when you're going to be out with friends or family or whoever. Just you know, living your best life. Uh, so deal with those, just, just deal with it. And move on. Don't, don't feel bad.
0: Don't feel bad. I know, we've said that before. Like I try to be more like you. I eat something and go, ah, whatever. <laughs> Where you know, I it might've been before I would dwell on it a little bit and think, uh, I remember like before I found this whole keto world, my mentality would be I'll eat it. And then let's see how many calories was that? That's how much exercise I'm going to have to do to get rid of this. And that was the mentality. That was a miserable way to live. Mm-hmm. It was totally That is a miserable, miserable way to live. existence.
1: Yeah, don't don't live in the counting calories world. Just don't do it.
0: Oh, it was so awful. If you stop I counting have calories i about that. Yeah,
1: just stop counting calories and focus on nutritional density and your whole life changes.
0: Absolutely.
1: It makes it way easier. And you know, now speaking about Life-changing things. Okay, one of the things we we've talked about before, but not a lot, is cancer and and ketones and diet and all that kind of stuff that's out there. And uh, you know, I, I recently had a, a friend of mine that posted uh, you know online, and this this is how you get the information. Somebody on Facebook that you haven't talked to in a while posted, they've got stage four liver cancer and they're not going to make it till Christmas. So that that's a big deal. I mean, and that's. That
0: heartbreaking that's
1: completely heartbreaking and and just devastating of course to them but you know that when you haven't talked to someone that, that was a good friend you haven't talked to them in a really long time that's a horrible way to find out um, but you know but that's on on you for not maintaining that relationship but we, we're talking about cancer and ketones because because now I think about that and one of you know that was a closer family member what would I what would I kind of ad, advise them to do or, or help them because people have asked us this question before if, what would you do if you if you had cancer? So yeah. and there's a lot of information out there about a ketogenic diet being a, um, a complementary therapy along with standard treatment.
0: Right. I, and I think that, I mean, I don't know, what do you say? if it happens to, if it happened to you yourself, you know you would have to get super serious about everything that goes in your mouth, I yes. think, and in your body. And on your skin, even, because there's so many things that we come in contact with. We always talk about food, 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 but there's a lot of other aspects to the health, you know, picture, uh, chemicals, exposure to EMFs. We don't know what all this stuff is doing. Like you were talking about this weekend, and i never thought about this, that a lot of your friends that you were in the military with being combat controllers, you carry these high-powered radios On your chest, like right at your lungs, right. And if you have to boost them now, you've got all this freak, all these frequencies going into your body, and it's it, and people are coming down with like weird tumors and. So
1: a lot of guys get weird chest tumors right around where we carry our portable radios, and it's been going on for a while now. There's additional things that go along with that, like you know, burn pit exposures over in Iraq and Afghanistan. A lot of guys were exposed to burn pits, and there's a yeah. huge investigation going on about how that affects the body because. They're relating that back to the Gulf War syndrome when all those guys were. They couldn't figure out what Gulf War syndrome was, or they still really don't know exactly. But they're they're uh, now lining up with just toxic exposure to all the the oil fields burning and all the yeah. trash they burned. So you know when we're talking about getting cancer and having a healthy lifestyle, exposure to toxins, whether it's in the air or in your in your soap, you know mm-hmm. that's important.
0: Right, and you know it's interesting because a lot of that stuff that you're talking about those those Expo- that exposure that stuff a burning oil field is gonna stink right yeah it's gonna stink really bad and that's like in in a human being or any any animal when something is malodorous it triggers you to get away from it right. your body your body is like it's it's repulsive you want to leave get away from it but if you're in that situation you couldn't you you didn't have that choice but your body's telling you this isn't good but there's a lot of things that we get exposed to that are actually not that way. A lot of lotions and body treatments and soaps, like you were saying, all these different things that actually smell really good.
1: Deodorant. Yeah,
0: deodorant. All these things that smell really good that have some chemicals in it that aren't good for your body. But we don't know that because the smell, that, scent, you know, that sense of smell that's supposed to help us as an animal recognize something bad for us it's masked over with perfumes so it's really interesting how you know we've kind of tricked ourselves into being able to be exposed to toxic chemicals even cleaning products Mm because you know i used to choose cleaning products on how they smelled (laughs) like oh that one doesn't smell as good as this one so i'll get this one it smells better and they're just covering all the toxins up with a perfume so now you don't know, but you didn't have that happening with oil fields. You kind of knew it was stinky.
1: You knew it was stinky. And I was on Balad for uh, multiple times for a, a while. And, you know, the burn pits there were pretty big because that's where the bulk of the forces were. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, burn pit smell going on the whole time yeah. you're there. And you can't get away from it. It's all over the base. And, you know, also I was just thinking about, uh, you know, we talk about BPA, the, the plastic in, you know, the plastic oh, yeah. chemical. And how, you know, as, as having young children where you warmed up a bottle... A plastic bottle in boiling water, you know? I know. That's something that, you know, that kids are being exposed to now. And they say that—oh, there's a keto train. Yep. They say that we have completely underestimated our exposure to those BPA chemicals in plastics. Right. So,
0: And uh, now you see everything that'll say BPA-free. Right. And, like, even, like, sandwich bags will say BPA-free. And then, you know, we'll watch something like—we've been watching Peaky Blinders, and I always love when, like, they're making some food to take with them, and they're just wrapping it in, like, cloth. Cloth, yeah. And I'm like, why don't we just go back to that? That seems way smarter rather than plastic.
1: Yeah, we try to drink out of, you know, glass or stainless steel and stay away from a lot of plastic stuff that that I wouldn't even have thought twice about, you know, five years ago. Right, right. So yeah. you know, when we, when we talk about all this stuff again, uh, we're not trying to fearmonger or scare you. We're just trying to inform you. Don't you know? Don't be uh, don't be get, don't get into anxiety over things you can't control.
0: Right. There's a lot of things that we can control. Right. Like we choose glass when we can. We try to stay away from plastic as much as possible. Um, we stay away from sugar as much as possible. It sneaks in. It does. We're human beings. Yep. Um, it probably happens to you too. And you know we make, try to make good choices as often as possible about what we're putting in our mouth. I accidentally bought something at the store the other day without reading the label, which is not very common for me. I'm a label reader, it takes me forever if I'm buying not, not meat. If it's not meat, if it's not just raw meat, <laughs> it takes me longer to grocery shop because I read every single label and I just grabbed something the other day without even looking. And it was a basil paste that I was going to use because they had no fresh basil because they did, just didn't. Yeah. And um, so I, I brought it home and I actually used it on those mushrooms that we ate, the stuffed mushrooms that I made. And then I turned the label around and it says basil, canola oil, dextrose. Uh. And I was like... Oh, this is a really crappy, no good product. <laughs> and I had to go back on Instagram and put it back on there and say, disregard this product. Don't buy it. It's really a crappy, sh- shitty, crappy <laughs> no, shitty, no good. Crappy, sh- crappy, shitty, no good product. Because I didn't take the time to read it, and that was my mistake. And so, I mean, we ate probably a 16th of a teaspoon of it. Right. <laughs> but, you know, maybe an eighth of a teaspoon. It wasn't much. But still, I don't want. I don't want that. I don't. Yeah. I try to make those choices, and I have that option when I go to the store. And that was just a fail on my part.
1: And that's one of those things you just just don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, just move on and just throw it
0: away and go on.
1: Throw it away and go on. Um, now, if you want to really learn more about cancer research and the ketogenic diet and ketones and how all that comes together, I recommend going and uh, looking up Dr. Dominic D'Agostino. Mm-hmm. He has a website where he posts all of his research. And all research that has been done, um, uh, Dr. Thomas uh, Seafried as mm-hmm. well has a lot of information. So go look what they're doing with uh, with this research. Uh, you know that they're doing that's really good. Um, we are definitely not the resource for that.
0: No, I'm not a cancer expert, but um, we know people who are. We
1: know, but we know people who are.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: and, and that's. Have, uh, do yeah. you remember
0: his his website name? Um, Is it? It's ketogenic.
1: I think it's ketogenic diet.org. .org? I okay. want to say, but I'm not a hundred percent. Just look up Dr. Dominic D'Agostino. It'll come up. You'll see all his stuff. He's a really nice guy. And don't be he, lazy. Don't be lazy. And, uh, you know, again, you're gonna to have to read some research papers and that's not always fun, but you'll get the gist of where, uh, ketones, uh, kind of, you know, collide with the, the cancer and all that kind of stuff.
0: It's so interesting. I listened to, uh, one of the podcasts from uh, Sean Baker and Zach Binner, the HPO podcast with Thomas Seyfried, um, quite a while ago. It's been a long time since he's been on, but oh my gosh. The amount of information that he gives out in that podcast, I would say if you or somebody you know has cancer, go listen to that. Find that podcast and go listen to it because it's very eye-opening and mm-hmm. informative.
1: Yeah, it is. All right. Well, there's your uh, homework for the next week.
0: Yeah, we talked about cheese, and dairy, and White Claws, and drinking a little, and loving Jesus, and then ketones, and then, sorry, cancer.
1: (laughs) So We ended with a huge bummer.
0: Huge bummer. So now, now everybody's like, well, now I need a drink. (laughs)
1: Right. Well, hey, if you have questions for us or are any concerns, feel free to send them to us anytime you want. We we love to get questions and we love uh you know, talking to people out there that have listened to the show.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I wish we could do like a big meetup
1: hey, with it, people. If anybody has ideas, if they're in the Dallas Fort Worth area and want to do a meetup, we're we're around.
0: We're down for that. We're down
1: for that. All right. Yep. Okay, well, we appreciate you guys listening. We hope you have a great day. Go out there, eat fat and prosper. Thanks for listening to The Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review.
0: Don't forget to send your questions to vtkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.